When it comes to buying your first home, everyone has questions. Can we even afford to buy a house right now? Well, I need to negotiate. How do I even negotiate? Luckily, a REMAX agent has answers. Hey, Brian, those are really good questions. They are? Thanks. It's my first time buying. I work with first-time buyers all the time. I got you. REMAX agents have more experience than other real estate agents. Visit REMAX.com or download the REMAX app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Each office independently owned and operated. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, friends. Are you struggling to attract and retain top talent? If you're worried about recruiting and retention, consider Insperity, a leading HR provider. They'll help you improve hiring and compensation practices so you can spend more time growing your business and less time on HR. Visit Insperity.com and download their free ebook on how to build your dream team. Don't let a lack of talent hinder your success. See how Insperity provides HR that makes a difference at Insperity.com. Fellow Falcoholics, what is up? Welcome to episode 247 of the Falcoholic Live. I'm your host, Kevin Knight, at Falcoholic Kevin on Twitter, joined by my co-host, Adnan Ikic. Once again, Adnan, how are you doing on this summer evening? I'm um, doing well. We are in prime dead season territory. Early, early July, but you know, we're still here every week. Yep. Yeah, I remember back in the day, we'd go to, like, every other week, but then people would constantly ask, like, so you guys, like, doing a show this week? Or, like, you know, you guys want it, so we appreciate that, and uh, as long as you guys are tuning in, we'll, we'll continue to do it. So, uh, it, it is, you know, the slow season, there's not a lot of news, so we figured we'd take the time to to talk about some topics that we've been asked about, and, and on uh, last week's show, Eric Robinson and I uh, talked before the show about who the NFL's most tortured fan bases and it was actually a little bit more interesting than i anticipated and we decided to to go ahead and do it you know and, and talk about it because it's it's actually a more complicated question i think that people realize because how do you how do you determine who the most tortured fan base is you know is it most recently is it all time most tortured in terms of the super bowls or lack of playoffs or just lack of overall success there's a lot to consider in this and uh, are the Falcons the 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 current crown holder for that? We're going to determine that. Um, we have not given our opinions to each other before the show, so it'll be a little bit of an adventure as we go through that. But uh, yeah, I think it's an interesting topic, Adnan. Uh, I, I imagine you you have some takes on this. Eric had very strong takes about the Falcons being or should be you know considered at least in like the top three. But I'm curious to see where you land on this. Well, I mean, the Falcons are definitely up there. Yeah. 
Um, if we're talking about singular moments, I don't think, or singular games, I don't think any other team or any other fan base has felt the pain that Falcons fans have felt when it came to, you know, Super Bowl 51. Blowing a 28-3 lead in the Super Bowl just dwarfs everything else in a vacuum. Like, yeah. uh, I think that's one of those games where it doesn't matter what, any other fan base has ever felt throughout its history. I don't think the pain levels have will ever match, have ever matched, and probably will never match in NFL history what Falcons fans felt when it came to that singular game. Yeah, no, now, I think yeah, yeah, no, that. Go ahead, continue. Sorry, yeah, I've, I've, I got it. I, I think you're about to go into like a serious thing, so I want to make sure I get this ad read in. I have to get it in the first five minutes. You know, the contract stipulates, but oh, um, yeah, of course, no, but you're. Absolutely right, and I, I think that uh, we should dig deeper on that topic right after this. I probably should have done the ad read before I teed you up, you know, so I just really just teased, teased the fans there with that. Uh, but, guys, I do want to bring you a quick word from our sponsor, betonline.ag, your number one source for all your betting needs. You can get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Perhaps you're feeling overly confident in the Falcons or feeling good about some other NFL futures. You can bet on those right now before the rest of the league catches up after training camp. No matter what you do, though, guys, Bet Online is your sports intel headquarters this season as they've got you covered for all your insider sports wagering needs. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games you can play right from your home. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Be sure to use our promo code BELIEVE. It's the same as, you know, our, our you know producer here, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, guys, that promo code is BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V. Bet online where the game starts. All right, uh, not apologies for the tease, uh, but I do, I do think you raise a really good point, and that this is why this is more complicated. Because I think you're right. Like if you're just talking about like one game, it's going to be hard to top that for the Falcons. No, like I think the only game that can, you know, even feasibly come close is the Oilers blowing the Circle of the Wagons game, you know, against um, Frank Reich and the Bills. What was it, 1993? 1994 mm-hmm. uh, one of the, where you know they they blew the biggest playoff lead in NFL history the 35 to 3 lead but that wasn't the Super Bowl like you know like I, I don't know if they would have like even won the Super Bowl had they won that game so when you're talking about singular moments the Falcons have everyone beat but when you're talking about the entire body of the fan base like what are we looking at it in the Super Bowl era is a is a big question or are we looking at it like you know we're putting four 108 year old men who are fans of each team or like a, a series of 100 like 5 to 110 year old men who are fans of each team lifelong fans and like who's more tortured so is it like are we looking at it just in the super bowl era or is it like you know everything throughout human history right and it's it's complicated right it's it's not an easy question to answer. And I think there's a lot of things you can look at, right? I think if you look at, you know, like we said, single game, Falcons obviously have a great a great claim to that one. If you're talking about recent history, like last 10 years, I'd, I certainly wouldn't think it would be the Falcons, like, overall. Uh, obviously, we had no. that very painful moment, but we've also had a lot of success, like, over the last 10 years. So, 
like overall, if we're looking at it since this, so I have, uh, I think my top five is pretty set in stone. So uh, I'm not going to put in any rankings yet, like probably later on in the show, but my top five in terms of most tortured fan bases, uh, one of them is the Minnesota Vikings, given the fact that, you know, they have lost four Super Bowls. Uh, most of those, uh, one of them happened in 1969. And, you know, the other ones happened way back in the 70s. So, you know, they were losing two of the best teams out of the AFC. So they lost three out of four Super Bowls. They've lost plenty of NFC championship games. And they have their own, if we're talking about the most singular, like, painful game ever, the Falcons are number one. I would say the Vikings have a strong claim to number two, uh, losing that 1998 NFC title game. Uh, with Gary Anderson missing that field goal because that Vikings team would have won that Super Bowl. Uh, I don't doubt that they would have crushed the Broncos in the Super Bowl, and you can ask any Vikings fan, uh, and they would probably tell you the same thing. That team went 15-1. and Randy Moss was lighting the world on fire. They had Chris Carter. They had Randall Cunningham. Like, that team was that – was, that, that team should be lauded as one of the best teams of all time, but they aren't because – they're all world kicker just happened to miss a chip shot for him in a dome. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. It's crazy. And, and even beyond that, you know, we remember the Vikings losing the NFC title game in 2009 uh, to the saints, the bounty gate saints who were having a bounty on Brett Favre's head, but because Brett Favre in field goal range decided to be Brett Favre and throw the ball cross body inexplicably, I think the Vikings would have probably won that super bowl too. Uh, against the against the Colts, so uh, the Vikings have had you know some nice success uh, over the years, over the past decade. They haven't been like a, a nothing team. They've gone to the playoffs plenty of times. They've won you know a handful of playoff games. They got some revenge on the Saints uh, a couple times, uh, but you know even their Minneapolis miracle, they came out the next week and lost another NFC Championship game. Uh, I, I definitely think that someone who has been watching Vikings games since, you know, the ninth or since their inception uh, would probably argue, you know, their placement at the top of that list. I mean, maybe we can get Evan's dad as a guest on the show. I know he's a, he's a big <laughs> Vikings fan. Yeah. Um, after the Vikings, uh, we have to mention the Buffalo Bills. Uh, that's, that's up there in your neck of the woods right now. It's yep, up in yep. Syracuse. Uh, the Bills. <laughs> I just couldn't imagine losing four straight Super Bowls. Uh, just at, at one point, like losing one was already hard enough. And, <laughs> right. and I know that there's the argument of, yeah, like, of course, you get to the Super Bowl and it was a magical season and the K-Gun was, you know, absolutely explosive. And Thurman Thomas was, you know, all-world, former MVP. Mark Levy just had that team firing on all cylinders. But Man, can you imagine just getting to the big game year after year and every year losing it? And, you know, we talk about the singular most most painful games. The Bills have their own claim for number two with uh, uh, Scott Norwood missing the field goal in 1990, which would have won them that Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, of course, the Bills had that very long playoff drought after the Music City Miracle. They had to suffer through the Music City Miracle in 99. 
and then they didn't want, they didn't make the playoffs for another what 18 years after that. Like, can you imagine if the Falcons? We've already had a five-year drought. Can you imagine yeah. if we had 13 more years right. of this? Um, after the Bills, another team of my top five, of course, the Cleveland Browns. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, the Browns. If we're talking about all time, like human history, the Browns had a lot of success yeah. in the 50s and 60s. You know, they had the Jim Brown era. They won what four NFL championships like that team was a dynasty back in the day but in the Super Bowl era they they've been shit like yeah. you know they, they did make uh, a couple of title games which they lost uh, or a couple NFL championships right, because right. Of that, mm-hmm. that, then it was NFL AFL so that's the equivalent of a conference championship they had a they had uh in 1987, they suffered the fumble uh, where Bynard fumbled the ball at the one-yard line, which right before they were about to go to the Super Bowl. In 89, they lost to uh, to the Broncos off the drive. I think that was 1989. Or or no, excuse me, that was probably that was 1986, my mistake. But they had suffered through the fumble in the drive against the Broncos, against John Elway. They actually, their fan base lost their team for a few years because of terrible ownership. Uh, then they had to suffer through their own playoff drought. They had to suffer an own 16 season. They had a two year stretch where they went one and 31. And, you know, now they're kind of coming back, but even, even now they have to pay Deshaun Watson, like what, $60 million in cap hit year after year. Right. Um, right. and the last team in my, in my top five, and I mean, probably a top six, uh, the Detroit Lions have one playoff win since 1954. Yeah. Uh, they have squandered arguably the greatest running back in NFL history, Barry Sanders, retired early because of how shit that franchise was. Uh, arguably arguably the greatest pure wide receiver in NFL history, Calvin Johnson, who was a first yeah. ballot Hall of Famer. He retired early because of how shit that ownership was. Right, And I mean, the best thing that Lions fans have had going for them in the past number of decades is their former quarterback, Matthew Stafford, winning a Super Bowl. Um, you know, that team, whenever they make the playoffs, they lose it. They, they lost in a heartbreaking fashion against the Cowboys in 2014. And I mean, that team has just been a fucking dumpster fire. Like you look at their banners and like their banners are so like sad. It's like 2011 NFL, like, NFL playoff appearance and that's like that's one of their banners they mm-hmm. haven't won their division uh since 1993 which I mean that's that seems in, like inconceivable and right. you know then you have the Arizona Cardinals who have been in existence over a hundred years with no Super Bowl they made it one time uh and lost in heartbreaking fashion in 2008 I said top five but you know that's probably that's a top six I think it's those six teams for me and then, like, everyone else is just, like, a tier below. <laughs> Distant. Yeah, like, you brought up most of the ones I was going to talk about, too. We can dive into to the rankings is on them. But I think, like, you know, recently, like, I do want to shout out the Chargers because they've just been on the receiving end of some just really, really atrocious bad luck. Just And then, of course, they blew that playoff game, uh, which I think uh, displaced... 28 to three is the biggest uh, like playoff game uh, blown lead ever. So, you know, they've just suffered through that. So I think the chargers are deserving of at least a shout out here. Um, 
Then there's teams that like either have been moved a bunch of times. Like you mentioned the Browns, they've had their team moved several times. So like that obviously plays a part. And then I, I would throw Washington in there too, dealing with terrible ownership for so long. And looks like thankfully that's on the way out, but that's pretty Washington, terrible as well. So I think Washington, if we're talking about recent, like last 20 years, that team is just, uh, I don't think that team has, I mean, they won their division as a seven win team in 2020. Uh, they won it. Uh, they won it the RG three year and they won it as a nine one team in 2015. Um, but yeah, like Washington in the past decade, like for sure, uh, because you know, you just think about it. They had an electric superstar in RG three and he tears his ACL in their first playoff appearance together. And, you know, he's never the same after that. They have to deal with Dan Snyder. Uh, you know, they have to, it's been tough. It's been tough for, for Washington fans. Like, I think they, I think there was like a list, like, uh, someone shared a list of like the last time any team has won 11 games and every team in the NFL, like has won 11 games within the last, like, 15 or so years then you have washington where like their last 11 plus one season was 1991 which is but if we're talking about all time they did have the hogs in fairness they had they had a couple or they had three super bowl wins in a 10-year span between the 80s and 90s like that team that team was so good in the 80s they had the greatest offensive line of all time yeah Uh, i don't think we can put them in like a full all time but if we're talking about recent then they're definitely up there yeah, yeah, it's it's tough to rank because there's so many factors, and we brought up a lot of good ones. Um, it's man, very subjective. It is, it is, and like you mentioned, like the Falcons obviously have their their claims as well. I don't think I would put them at number one, so we could probably put you know I, we don't want to keep people guessing as to if we're gonna put the Falcons at one. I I'm not going to put them at one. You know, the Super Bowl was terrible. If you want to say like one game then I, I won't argue with you for being like, that's the most torturous game that has ever been, you know, lived through by a fan base. But, but in fairness, before we start ranking, we do have to give the Falcons their due in this as well. Yes. Yes. Uh, so it, it's yeah. not just the Super Bowl. Like it, it's, not. it's not, I'm not, I'm not looking at this as, you know, just, uh, I'm not looking at this as, oh, yeah, the Falcons lost Super Bowl 51, and that's why they're, like, tortured. I mean, in that case, like, the Seahawks lost Super Bowl, or the Seahawks lost their own Super Bowl, and, you know, in also heartbreaking fashion with, with the Malcolm Butler interception, but we're not going to rank the Seahawks in this because they won the Super Bowl a few years earlier. Like, the Falcons, remember, had... 2012, the 17-0 blown lead against the 49ers in the NFC Championship game. Uh, the Falcons have been... The Falcons were absolutely terrible up until Matt Ryan came along. Like, they had absolutely terrible ownership. Uh, they suffered through their doldrums in the 80s. Their best chance at a Super Bowl, you know, pre-Matt Ryan and pre-1998, I would say their best chance other than 2012 and 2016 ever was that 1980 season where they blew a lead against the Cowboys. That was a 12 win team. Yeah. Uh, you know, they got clobbered in the Super Bowl in 98, but nobody really expected them to win that one. Uh, they had their super, they had arguably the biggest box office superstar in the NFL, Michael Vick in his prime, get arrested for dogfighting. 
uh, I think that plays into it as well. So it's not, we're not having this conversation just because of the Super Bowl. It's just the Super Bowl was the cherry on top of the Sunday, uh, losing in that fashion to the Packers, or excuse me, the Patriots. But this team, this team has its own like set of torture. It, it has its own demons. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, the 2010 season where they got clobbered by the Packers after a 13-1 year, for example. Uh, you know, even losing that, that game against the Eagles where Keanu Neal's knee pretty much cost them that one, where they had a decent chance of probably making it back to the Super Bowl. So, I mean, it's it, it's more than just one thing when it comes to the Falcons. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And they they are, we are one of the more pained fan bases guys so don't worry about that we're not trying to uh you know get out of of giving the falcons their credit but you brought up some really good points on and i just don't there's a lot of tribulations falcons fans have gone through there, there hasn't like up until recently there really hasn't been much playoff success at all so we've been able to benefit from that you know if you take the last like decade out this team has basically no playoff success whatsoever so They've they've improved it quite a bit, and I think it helps that I think we're going into another positive era here, um, or at least that's the uh, that's the hope, right? But the Falcons are like pretty far down the list in terms of playoff wins, and play, they've been to the playoffs only fourteen times uh, so far, which is I think like the fifth tied for like the fifth fewest or sixth fewest uh, of any team. They're tied with the Saints, funny enough, uh, the Jets. Uh, the Ravens, but technically the Baltimore Ravens have only been around since '96. So, um, and they're only and they're only ahead of of a handful of teams. Most of which, you mentioned the Arizona Cardinals, of course, but the other three that are much lower on the list uh, have only been around since the mid '90s. And one of them is the Houston Texans, who didn't even come around until 2002. So, it's you know this is a team that really hasn't had a lot of success. Uh, They've only, you know, have 10 playoff wins under their belt and only they do have the two Super Bowls, two NFC, uh, NFC South, I think, uh, or excuse me, NFC championship appearances. So they've, they've done like a decent job when they've gotten to the playoffs. They're not in the same boat as like, you know, (laughs) what, uh, like you mentioned the Minnesota Vikings, uh, who, you know, have basically just been hosed in their trips to the playoffs, even though they have 31 seasons in the playoffs, still haven't, you know, gotten to the promised land, right? Uh, still haven't won that Super Bowl. So it's, the Falcons haven't done a great job, but given, you know, that they're not one of the OG teams, like the Cardinals have been red since 1920, only have 11 playoff appearances. Uh, it's, you know, not great. So I think that the Falcons definitely have a, a claim on the top five at least, but anything more than that, I think there's probably, historically speaking, I think there's teams that have a, a better, a better claim to being the most tortured fan base than the Falcons. But there, there is that that Super Bowl definitely rocketed them up the rankings quite a bit uh, to where it's not outlandish to to talk about them in this conversation. But <laughs> you know, don't want to linger too long on that game either unfortunately uh for us but you know we survived it and i hope we we've got some better things in store now uh kind of coming out of the end of this downward spiral that happened after the super bowl and hopefully back on the come up here uh but you know we won't be able to figure that out probably for another what six weeks (laughs) until we actually see this team start playing football so 
Uh, interesting stuff, of course. And before we dive back into our uh, rankings here, do want to remind folks, please like and subscribe if you haven't done so already. Really appreciate that. Uh, if you're listening to the podcast audio later, leave us that five-star review. Anyone who's interested in uh, helping support us getting down to training camp, uh, we are running our training camp fundraiser right now. We're we're doing uh, we're we're pretty good. We got 26 days left. We're over 33 percent of the way funded. So uh, thank you all so much for everyone who's already donated. The link to that's in the show description. Streamlabs.com/slash/thefalcoholic/slash/tip. Appreciate everyone who's already pitched in there. Make sure you throw in a question uh, if you're if you got questions for us to answer. And then uh, also wanted to give you guys a fun update here f- with uh, for training camp, uh, and that is that. It looks, this is not 100% official in terms of the date, but it's very close to being official that we will be hosting our first either Falcoholic Live fan meetup or Falcoholic Live taping uh, at the Sweetwater Brewing in Atlanta during the first week of training camp. We are still ironing out the details. I should have more information for you guys by early next week about the exact day. But I believe it will be Friday the 28th, probably be that evening after practice. Uh, and we just wanted to give everyone a heads up because it, uh, it's a great brewery uh, and they're uh, excited to to host the show. And we'll see, you know, technically if, if it can support us doing a live show there, then we will do so. If not, we'll just do like a live hangout or something like that. But it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, look forward to the future, uh, to the official announcement of that real soon. But uh, we hope to see hope to see some folks there. I think it'll be a lot of fun. So, returning to the topic du jour of the most tortured fan bases, you brought up a lot of good ones. Let's let's like do a top five, uh, just for, for you know, so we can nail a takedown. Because uh, I, I keep like wanting to mentally change where I have guys ranked. So I, I think we're gonna have to to nail this down. But I'll, I'll let you go first. We'll start at five and sort of work our way up. Who do you who do you have at five? Number five. Man, this is really hard. Yeah, actually. yeah. Like the, the like it, it is very subjective. Um, number five, I would. Uh, I, I came in yeah. saying I had a top five, and then I forgot <laughs> about the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, that's what I'm, uh, that's what um, I, I forgot about them too. Yeah, because they're so irrelevant. Like just in general, <laughs> like who thinks about the fucking Arizona Cardinals? Right, L- right. Like, When's the last time you like sat down and like been like, oh, thought anything of the Arizona Cardinals like at all? Um, <laughs> I'll put them at number five. Uh, I'll put the Cardinals at number five, and that 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 actually bumps the Bills off the top five for me. And I, I know, I think the only reason why I would bump the Bills off two reasons. Um, one is. Yeah, they lost four straight Super Bowls in the '90s, which is brutal. But they still had, they still experienced four AFC Championship w- wins. Like they still experienced like those years of magic. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's the Falcons also like experienced a year of magic in 2016. The Vikings in 1998. But I, I feel like it's different. I feel like Bills fans can kind of even look back on those years and been like, hey, like. The, those years were really, those years were really fun. Those years were really good. Like you know, the K Gun offense, Thurman Thomas. Like you know that that was that was really fun. And they can look back, reminisce like very fondly. We can never reminisce on 2016 again uh, because every time we reminisce on that, 
we always have to go to the Super Bowl. The Vikings can never reminisce on 1998 again because it, it'll always go back to the Gary Anderson miss. Yeah. Um, and the other reason is the Bills, they have something brewing right now. Like the Buffalo Bills are in the middle of what could be a really, really good era. They have three straight division title wins, two of those 13 win seasons. Uh, you know, it feels like they're, they're really close to a breakthrough. And, yeah, they still have to get through the Kansas City Chiefs, but they have a top-two quarterback in the NFL and an MVP candidate in Josh Allen. Um, and, you know, the Bills the, the Bills have one of the – probably a top-five future in the NFL right now if we were to do those rankings, where the Falcons would not be in the top five of those. Right. Um, you know, may, may, hopefully, hopefully in a few years. <laughs> hopefully, maybe. we're getting. Let's get to the top fifteen. Then we'll get to the top yeah. ten. Yeah, you know, I'm hoping by the end of this season we'll be like maybe in the top ten going into next year. Like because yeah, we'll, we'll have had like a better way. season. Yeah. But it, yeah, it's it's gonna take some time. I think. Now a decade from now, when we're still doing the show, and you know, when <laughs> our viewers are still like here, um, yep. of course, maybe we'll be looking back, and maybe we'll be like, oh man, the Bills squandered another like amazing era because they had to be unlucky to face the brick wall that is Pat Mahomes' Kansas City Chiefs, much in the same way that a lot of NBA teams in the 90s, you know, were ready for a title, but, you know, they just were unlucky to be in Michael Jordan's era. Right. So, you know, maybe that'll be one of those things with, with the Bills, but we can't really say that for sure yet. Because who knows, maybe the Bills get to the Super Bowl this year. That wouldn't be very far-fetched. Um, so, you know, I'm off on a tangent right now. So no, I have, okay. yeah. I have the buff, I have the Arizona Cardinals, the at very five. irrelevant Arizona Cardinals at five. Okay. Uh, yeah, they just haven't. They did suffer that heartbreak in the Super Bowl in 08, but mm-hmm. I, I, they just don't have those singular games of just like pure devastation. And right. you know, even beyond that, they had a pretty good run. Like you know, the Kurt Warner era with Larry Fitzgerald. You know, that team won 13 games in 2015. Um, you know, that, well, that was with Carson Palmer, but you know, they had that explosive playoff win against the Packers in 2009. Uh, you know, that team, that team's had some recent success ish, yeah. kind yeah. of. Mm-hmm. No, I, that's a good, that's a good one. Yeah. No, I think, I think I'm also going to land on them. It's on, and it's honestly like they probably deserve to be hired, but like the things you said, like, they're sort of like not important enough to be higher, like uh, sadly. And that's why they're at five. It's sort of like, they're so irrelevant that like, I can't even put them higher. Cause it's just like, it doesn't matter that much. So sorry, Cardinals fans, but maybe that's a justification for you being even higher on this list. I, I don't know, but um, yeah, I think I agree with you there and I'll, I'll take the first stab at number four. This one's a little bit challenging. I, there's a lot of teams I'd like to put here. It's tough to like slot them in. Um, Man, I don't know. I, I I guess I think I'm going to go with the Vikings here just because like they're they're very tortured, but they have had a lot of success. It just it hasn't translated to like Super Bowls, but in terms of like, I mean, they've been in the play they're like top 5 in number of years they've been in the playoffs. So this is a team that's had a lot of success over the years and, and yes, it hasn't translated, but that's a lot of winning seasons. I mean, I think the Vikings are like almost 100 games over 500. So like it they've had some very tough times and some very tough games in particular that are very memorable, but they've also had a lot of success. Um, 
So those those really like devastating moments get them in the top five, but I have a hard time putting them any higher because of that aforementioned success. Uh, I feel like I feel like the viewers are going to accuse us of being too agreeable as, as they sometimes <laughs> Is that are. Too? Yeah, yeah. because I I mean I've had like. Yeah, I, I've read those comments of, oh, nobody ever disagrees on the Falcoholic. Like, <laughs> we got to bring Crossfire back. Yeah, it will force yeah, us to disagree. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I have the Vikings at number four, like for the same reasons that you mentioned, like they have had their they have had their demons. And, you know, I mentioned 1998. Uh, I mentioned 2009. Like those were fucking painful, painful yeah. ass moments. Right. Um, but they've had a rich history beyond not being able to win the Super Bowl. Like, imagine if they win one of those Super Bowls in the 60s or in the 70s, then right. we're talking about the Vikings as, like, you know, one of the one of those rich NFL-like franchises. Have you noticed how we haven't even mentioned the Jets yet? Yeah. Like, we haven't <laughs> mentioned the Jets in this entire conversation, in this half hour, purely because they won that one Super Bowl in 1968 with Joe Namath. Um, but the Jets have had their own tortured out. The Jets have gone eight straight years actively without making the playoffs. Like the yeah. Jets have, I don't think they've ever had a 4,000 yard passer, you know, right. in their, in their history. They had a couple good years uh, at the beginning of the Rex Ryan era with Darrell Revis and that amazing defense in 09 and 2010. But, you know, like that, that's the difference. Like you win that one title like in your history and all of a sudden you're not on this list and the Vikings have come so close to that. And, you know, if they do win that title, we're talking about the Vikings as, you know, one of those, you know, one of those strong franchises. Um, I would absolutely trade. I would trade the Falcons history for the Vikings history in an instant, like personally being a Falcons fan. Sure. It, it sucks. Like those moments have been ass, but you know they they have had those moments they have been in in those positions for a reason they they've had you know they've had some good year they just won 13 games last year uh you know they were a 13 one team in 2017 they had the Minneapolis miracle like can you uh, i had i had such euphoria like me like not being a vikings fan just because i fucking hate the saints in that moment i couldn't imagine like being a, I couldn't imagine the Falcons like having like a singular moment like that where you snatch victory from the jaws of their feet. And I mean, even moving forward, because we do have to look at these franchises moving forward too. Uh, you know, they have the second coming of Julio Jones and, and Justin Jefferson, who's going to probably be the best wide receiver in the NFL for the next half decade plus. You know, it's, it's some exciting times for them as well, but. Yeah, they have had. I think they've had too much success, even without a Super Bowl, to be in the top three. Yeah, yeah. No, I I agree. Uh, all right, who do you have third? And I hope it's not the same as me this time. <laughs> I have the Falcons third. Okay. I um, I I do think we have had our demons. We have had a tortured history, and I can't imagine we have some older readers, some older listeners who have been you know, who've been with it since the 60s, who've been with it, you know, since the very beginning. And, you know, you guys, I absolutely tip my cap to you guys. I, I salute you guys for all you've been through. And 
you know, you guys are the ones that deserve a title more than anyone else because, you know, this team has put you through way too much fucking shit, uh, in all honesty. Yeah. Um, the Falcons, you know, the Super Bowl lost as catapult. I, I think if the Falcons lose to the Packers in that NFC title game, and if they never even make that Super Bowl, I, I don't think we're even talking about them in the top five. Like, I think I would have put the Bills at five and the Falcons wouldn't have been in the top five, like, whatsoever. Would have been in the top ten for sure, but the Super Bowl definitely, like you said, shoots them up the list. Um, in in a fair world, well, not fair, but in, in a less tortured world, the Falcons would have the credentials to be number one. Like, they do have the credentials to be number one, but... I think the two franchises that I'm putting above them, uh, I think the pain that they that they've gone through is just is just too immense. Yeah, no, that that's very fair. Yeah, I I don't have the same team number three. Uh, I actually don't. I'm not putting the Falcons in the top five. I I would have them six. Um, but I think they're they're right on the cusp. Uh, I just. They're not they're not as pained as some of these teams. Um. And, you know, you brought up definitely some good points there. Uh, I'm not at all uh, disagreeing with any of that. But, uh, yeah, I think, let's see, for three, I think I'm going to end up going with the uh, the Buffalo Bills here um, with those four straight Super Bowl losses. That's just so challenging to live through. And, like, the Bills outside of that have had a fair amount of success. Um, but... You know that those four Super Bowls just really, I think, sort of lift them. Um, even though they've had this recent run where they've been very good and they're almost five hundred overall, like they're they're pretty, you know, they're they're not doing too bad in terms of the win loss record, and they've been to the playoffs over twenty times. So it's, it's they've not they've not been as bad as some, but yeah, the uh, I think that the Bills get that three spot, and I just. I pray that nobody else ever has to go through losing four straight Super Bowls. That's just, I could, I feel like I would just be so tapped out at that point. Uh, but Bills fans are one of the most passionate fan bases. So props to those guys. They've, they weathered the storm and they're, they're as passionate as ever these days. So, yeah. And in fair, like I, neither of us lived through that in Buffalo, but you know, they did have that really, really good 30 for 30, the four falls of Buffalo, mm-hmm. where they, yeah, they talked about it and they talked with Bills fans about it. And I mean, if you haven't watched it, I definitely recommend checking that out. Um, but definitely, uh, I mean, I, I definitely see your point on that one. Like that would be, it would be, it would be hard to live through. Like the only thing that they're lucky about is it wasn't in the social media era yeah. because that, that yeah. would be so oh fucking brutal. Like, can yeah, you imagine? That would, that would be just terrible. Um, yeah, absolutely wild stuff. All right, my number two, uh, I'm going to be going with the Cleveland Browns. It's probably not going to surprise anybody. Uh, definitely one of the most pained franchises in the NFL. They actually had some success like really early on, but this is a team that's been moved multiple times. They've lost their team. It's come back. Like that. That's something that Falcons fans have not thankfully had to deal with, and I think that definitely is, is something that rockets them ahead. Um, that team has been, you know, poorly owned for quite some time. They're dealing with their own modern fiasco, which adds even some more flair to, to the ranking. And, you know, they, they did have a lot of, like I said, they had a lot of early success that's really like buoyed them, but 
you know, this is still a team that is under 500 in the playoffs, even though they, they do have quite a few appearances there. They've also never reached the promised land. So um, I do think the Browns have a, a strong claim as being one of the most tortured fan bases from an off-field perspective as well as an on-field one. Uh, what, who do you have number two, Adnan? Um, well, I think we'll only have one disagreement in our top five because I also <laughs> have the Browns at number two. Yeah. And, yeah, like you like you said, that uh, I feel like the Browns like could even have a claim at number one. Like that, yeah. that, that fan base has been through so fucking much. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they did win. They, they did have that fun playoff win against, uh, against the Steelers. But before that, that's their first playoff win since 1994. Uh, yeah. you know, that's their first playoff appearance since 1994. Uh, this team has drafted so many busts at the quarterback position year after year. Like the, there's that famous like Jersey uh, of that one Browns fan that they have where they like cross oh, God, out yeah. like the name of every quarterback. And it's like, the list is so long. They like made a second column on it too. Yeah. Uh, Legendary. They're just, they've just been fucking heinously owned. Uh, I mentioned it date back to the eighties. They had to live through the drive. They had to live through the fumble. And, you know, some of those Browns teams were, you know, maybe even good enough with Marty Schottenheimer to, to win it all. And I think another another thing that sort of twists the, the knife, uh, which we haven't mentioned, the Cleveland Browns lost their their football team in 1996. They, they got it back in 1999 because I feel like the NFL came to its senses and realized that Cleveland needs to have a football team. Like that fan base is too passionate yeah. and that fan base – is too good to not have a football team that that's that's a football town over there but they lost their team and that team became the baltimore ravens the baltimore ravens have had they've had a lot of success since leaving cleveland not right away but can you imagine losing a team and then watching that team win a super bowl just four years after you lose them yeah or excuse me five years after you lose them and then can you imagine watching that team have an immense amount of success uh, year after year, you know, in that Joe Flacco era of just making the playoffs every single year? I think there was, what, let me, one, two, three, four, five. They had five straight years where they won at least one playoff game, six out of seven years where they won at least one playoff game, and they won another Super Bowl in 2012, which was a magical run. Like all while the the poor people of Cleveland had to watch their beloved Cleveland Browns win four to five games year after year, while the team that while the city that took their team has had all of this success. Yeah, I mean, like you know, I, I don't watch hockey that much uh, anymore since the Atlanta Thrashers lost their their hockey team. RIP, I used to be yeah. big on hockey. Yeah. yeah. So the Thrashers lost lost their team in 2011. Yeah, before that, before that, I watched every every hockey game the way I watch every basketball game now and every Falcons game now. But even though I don't really follow it as much anymore, and I hope to when Atlanta gets a team again, I have dedicated my life to rooting against the Winnipeg Jets, who who took the Thrashers because I can't bear to watch them have the type of success to win a title with my city's team. 
you know, yeah. that, that that's my team. That should be my team. That Those should be the guys, you know, I should be the one celebrating, yeah. you, you know, not these Canadians. And, you, you know, that's, uh, I feel like that, that adds another layer to, to the heartbreak of, of Cleveland sports fans, e- even if they had that success in the fifties and sixties. Yeah, no, you're, you're absolutely right there. And it, it, losing your team is, is brutal. And it, you know, as long as Arthur blanks, the owner of the Falcons aren't going anywhere. We know that. And Atlanta is a great sports city. I don't think we have too much to worry about with losing the Falcons, but I can only imagine what that would be like. Be absolutely brutal. Um, and the Browns have had it happen, I believe multiple times. So it's, uh, tough, uh, tough being a Browns fan. So I, I don't envy those guys whatsoever. All right. Adnan, who's your number one? I think we all know, but it has to be the Lions. Yeah. I'm sorry. Like the Lions have been, can you imagine winning one playoff game and what, what's it been since 19, so long. since yeah. 1957, they, they won the NFL championship in 1957 and they won like NFL playoff bowls in the early sixties, but they've won one playoff game in, in what, how many years has it been? Six, oh, 70 God. years. Like it, it's yeah. seventy one years. Like how? Like how? Like it? How do you fucking live through this as, yeah. as a Detroit sports fan? Like like how do you like? How do you bear going into every single year, pretty much knowing your team is going to be shit? Because that's pretty much been the Lions' existence. Uh, you know they had a little bit of success with with the Matthew Stafford era. They made the playoffs a few years, but they've been the NFC North's punching bag year in and year out. Like. It's pretty much been the Packers, Vikings, and Bears just like taking turns. Whoever's at the top of that division just absolutely shitting on the Lions every single year. You know, they've been so poorly owned that Barry Sanders retired early. Like, you know, a generational talent. They've had two generational talents, arguably the GOATs at their positions. And I mean, I know Jerry Rice is the greatest receiver of all time, but from a pure wide receiver standpoint, Calvin Johnson has an argument like there's a reason why he was a first ballot Hall of Famer despite the short end to his career and you know you you sort of just drove him away because of how inept you were and you know even to this day like he there's a really contentious relationship between Calvin Johnson and and the Detroit Lions because the owners don't want they're like withholding his like signing bonus or like whatever petty shit like it is (laughs) it's just Um, stupid yeah I mean that team has. I I, I don't know. I, I couldn't. I couldn't imagine being a Lions fan. Like uh, I, I'm sorry. And I mean they they have like, you know they have a bit of a a bright future now, brighter than than they have had before. But you know also I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the 0 and 16 season in 2008. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and I know the the Browns went 0 and 16 too. But when you're the first team in a 16 game season to go winless, and I mean that team was just absolutely pulverized <laughs> oh, yeah. in every single game um uh, that's just that's a special level of just inept and you know we have to Lions fans every single thanksgiving have to you know wake up and watch their normally below 500 team normally lose on thanksgiving normally and, and normally uh, have their hearts broken regarding any playoff chances. It's been better recently, but I don't know, man. It, that's just, 
I, I, I don't know. I don't know if I could bear being a lifelong Lions fan, like one of those guys <laughs> in his like 70s, 80s, just like being a diehard Lions fan year in and year out. Yeah, I mean, it, it's got to be the Lions, number one. Um, it's just, this is one of the oldest teams in the NFL. They've been around since 1930. Uh, and they have... In 36 more years of being an NFL franchise, the Lions have three more playoff appearances than the Falcons, and uh, they have <clears throat> three less wins. Uh, so, <laughs> and that's in 36 more seasons uh, that they've they had the opportunity to go to the playoffs. I mean, it's that's just so rare. Like 17 out of like over 70, what 17 out of 70 three years they've been to the playoffs uh it's just so low uh and it's just so brutal um and it's like they don't have the excuse of being a newer team right i mean you look at the jaguars and the texans and the panthers you know those teams uh and it's like okay well they don't have a lot of playoff wins but they're they were a new team it takes a while to get going you know you're gonna be bad for a while before you, you get going and um so they have a little bit of a pass but man um Detroit it's uh that team has lost I think it, the team has lost more games than the Falcons have played or something or almost <laughs> so it's brutal I mean they've lost over 700 games and I would like to correct myself their play their last playoff one was in 1991 not 1993 I was looking yeah. at their last division title was in 1993 which is also very shit it's been it's been it's been what 30 years yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's a lot it's still a really long time uh regardless, but man, uh yeah, so yeah, it's brutal. It, yeah, like the li Lions fans you, you you get the crown. You get the crown you do. Of being the most Congratulations. Like, I would not um yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I would take being a Falcons fan over being a Lions fan any day. Oh, uh, yeah. and I I feel like if we were to look at the tiers, it would be the Lions and Browns and then there would be a gap and then yeah. after that gap, it will be everyone else. Like, I feel like the only other fan base that has, you know, a claim to that crown is the Cleveland Browns. And, you know, I wouldn't be upset if anyone, you know, named it Browns-Lions. This is all just personal preference, personal subjective opinions. <laughs> but, you know, I, I think it's those two, and then and then everyone else is comfortably well behind them. Like, the, this is a two-horse race. Yeah. No, I mean it's uh, woof. It's it's a tough top five to crack, and I do have the Falcons, uh, at six, and you know I think we could. There's obviously a, a lot of, you know, there's there's honorable mentions that that we've brought up as well. You know, I I I, I think the Chargers are an honorable mention for sure. Uh, you know, the interestingly enough, the Bucks uh, are kind of a sneaky tortured fan base as well obviously they have the recent like the recent super bowl so that like i think that gets the rid of a lot of it yeah they have two like super bowls since the 2000s like yeah so that like man, covers up a lot two super bowls. Yeah. yeah but they and, are I mean, like yeah for some of these franchises like one super bowl carries a lot of weight like one super bowl does a lot of work i mentioned the jets as like being one of them where it's like and their super bowl is in the 60s like most of their fan base wasn't even alive for that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, man, it's tough. But, yeah, I mean, they're, the Bucks. I think, technically have, like, 
the worst win percentage of any team in the NFL. Still, they're at they're at just over four hundred. Um, so like, you know, that is a team that has not been good, but they do have the two Super Bowls, so it just kind of neutralizes some of it. You know, I think the Jaguars are certainly up there as well. They've really uh, the struggled reason why lately. I wouldn't put the Jags and Texans is just because they're too new. Yeah, they are relatively new. They they've struggled a lot early, but the Texans really haven't. I mean, like recently, yes, but the Texans are almost five hundred. I mean, they're they're yeah, relatively close to five hundred. Sean was good. Like yeah, they had Andre Johnson, like that team, that, yeah. that team didn't win a Super Bowl, but it's like get in line. Like, you know, you've mm-hmm. only been suffering since 02, like, you know, yeah, Crimea yeah. River. It's not um, enough to uh, crack the top five, certainly. So yeah. another team where in that category of one Super Bowl is doing a lot of work for them. Uh, we have to mention the New Orleans Saints. Uh, and, you know, their Super Bowl. You know, some people, myself, would put an asterisk because, you know, they were dirty cheaters that year. So e- even their one Super Bowl, like, yeah, you know, some people are looking at it like, oh, like, is that really, you know, is that really like everyone else's Super Bowl? But sure, you know, they won it. But beyond that, like, they have had a lot of success in the Sean Payton era. We know that firsthand. Uh, they have beaten the Falcons a lot uh, since 2006 because of Sean Payton. But, you know, even throughout that decade of success, they have suffered through a lot of heartbreak. Uh, you know, it's not like they've been irrelevant like the Cardinals. They, they were they were in that Cardinals level of irrelevance for a long time throughout their history. I think their first their first division title was in 91. Uh, I don't know if that was their first playoff appearance or not, but that was the year where they lost to the Falcons. Um, but in that, in this last decade where they have had that success, you know, they had to suffer through that loss against the 49ers where Alex Smith, uh, hit, uh, hit Vernon Davis at the last second. They had to suffer through the beast quake. Um, you know, they had to suffer through the Minneapolis miracle. They had yep. to suffer through, uh, the no call in, in that Ram series, which I mean, that made their fan base go so wild and, you know, it, it made them annoy the absolute ever living shit out of every other NFL fan base. Um, so, yeah, I, I would say I would I would give the Saints a a little bit of an honorable mention, probably in the back end of the top ten. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. So they're all in there too. Um, yeah, I think we pretty much covered it. Uh, that that was a pretty good exhaustive ranking i think uh we, we we hit on a lot of the main teams guys in the comments uh leave, leave us your own personal top five rankings uh of the most tortured fan bases if you if you want to put the falcons in the top five it's okay uh you know you don't you don't have to agree with us either and adnan had them at three so there's clearly you know it's a deeply personal subjective thing so you're welcome welcome to list the falcons uh as high or as low as you want but uh yeah uh interesting conversation it was a fun one really good topic for this time of year i think adnan and uh you know we're, we're gonna next we're gonna next week we're gonna be able to transition to training camp preview stuff uh so we needed to find something to just sort of get us through one more week of dead zone but then next week adnan we're gonna talk about uh the training camp battles to watch on offense uh we'll be like doing our first you know training camp live preview uh, and then it'll be defense the week after that and then it'll be camp so three shows from now guys It'll be Already, training camp. Huh? So uh, we are we are almost there. We're getting there. Um, again, guys, thank you to everyone 
for tuning in. Like, subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. Leave us that five-star review on your podcast platform of choice. Uh, you can check out the community Discord server in the show description. You can donate to the training camp fund also in the show description. And you can uh, also check out our Patreon if you're interested in getting involved with that. Patreon.com slash FalcoholicLive. Uh, tonight's show, of course, was brought to you by Bet Online. Uh, Don, before we take off, anything you're working on you'd like to plug? Um, so just plugging the website, the falcoholic.com. Um, we will be, I mean, we're still, we're still in the dead zone right now, but we will be doing a lot of extensive training camp reviews, uh, with each passing day, uh, w- when that time comes, uh, Kevin and I will be tag teaming those, uh, we'll be doing shows, uh, Kevin mentioned the Sweetwater Brewery, brewery, uh, live live show uh well slash meetup I, whatever you know yeah, we'll figure being, it out you know, yeah. details there, forthcoming yeah. tbd yeah. yeah so uh definitely you know we're still you know we still have uh, a few more weeks to go um but it's uh it's gonna be a lot of exciting stuff coming up here uh pretty soon and you know it is it is one of the most exciting times of the year and you know training camp time i think is one of the you know most important times for the falcoholic.com because i i don't you know no disrespect to anyone else but i don't think anyone's covering this team at camp the way we are and i don't think that they have covered it as well as we have the past couple of years in the past you know number of years uh, despite the fact that they have had constantly have had more resources uh and you know more time like yeah, you know yeah. neither of us you're flying in from new york i'm i'm taking you know pto time to be at camp uh you know we're not being like paid directly and like you know paid a lot to be at camp the way like other people are and yeah i i don't think i think uh, i i still don't think that they've done as good of a job as we have and you know we look forward to continuing to prove that this year as well and continuing to have the most extensive coverage. Uh, and yeah, I mean, the commitment is there. Well, case in point with this show, we could have easily, you know, I, I don't think anyone would have blamed us for taking the week off and, you know, going into training camp battles next next week. But, you know, we're, we're here in the most dead zone of dead zones talking about tortured fan bases. Yep. Hey, shout out to Eric Robinson for that uh, show idea. That was a fun one, Eric. Thank you. Uh, you know, and Eric just got his own promotion at ESPN. So congrats, yeah, congratulations uh, to Eric. To Eric. Uh, shout out! Uh, really happy uh, for him there. Yeah, guys. You know, I I got my. Uh, you know, you guys can see I got my fancy uh, tripod here for camp now, uh, and also invested in a, a new phone with ten times zoom. So, Falcons, if you're gonna try to hide those defensive line battles on the far field this year, you know, I'm gonna try to take a picture of them. Um, we'll see how how well that works out, but. Uh, you know, theoretically it should work better. So nowhere to hide this year. Uh, you can't, you can't stuff them on the far field and, and make me, you know, do terrible, crappy, grainy video. So, Hey, that's just a little tease for you guys. Uh, for, I for mean, last battles. year they, last year they banned like videos because of you for like certain parts yeah. of, uh, of, of camp. And I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if, if after this year that they, they just, tell us to just like put our phones away at, <laughs> at one point 
well, uh, now if we can record, I'm going to record. So, hey, you know, that's, it's not, it's not, uh, it's not my job to, to, to set the rules. It's my job to, you know, to exploit, exploit them, them to the fullest. <laughs> it's my job to get the content. It's their job to create the rules. So, um, hey, I'm, uh, excited to bring you guys that content. Uh, excited to see you guys in person at Sweetwater Brewing on TBD, but probably July 28th evening. So uh, start making your plans now. We, I'm hoping we can do something for the patrons, like maybe get you guys a free beer or something at least. Um, not sure exactly how that's going to work out, but patrons, uh, we'd love to see you guys there obviously as well. Um, all are welcome though. It should be a fun evening. Uh, whether we do a show or not, it'll just be uh, a fun hangout. Uh, and if we do a show, we'll still be have a fun hangout after the show's over. So um, yeah, guys, you can follow Adnan at Say Which Way. You can follow me at Falcoholic Kevin. Uh, you know, maybe Twitter is imminently going to implode. So I am at uh, Falcoholic Kevin on threads as well. You know, if, if we have to merge to uh, to threads at some point, uh, I, I claim my username over there. So you can follow me there as well. I'll still be like posting on Twitter as long as this hell site continues to function like adequately. But um, you never know with Twitter these days. You just I, I figure at some point it's everyone's either it's going to get fixed or everyone's just going to leave. And when that happens, we want to be ready. So, again, guys, thank you so much for tuning in, for hanging out with us in the middle of the dead zone. Uh, We will see you guys very soon next week for our next training camp preview. I'll also have uh, some recorded, like, specific position group training camp previews coming out on the podcast and on the channel um, over the next couple weeks, getting, like, very into the nitty-gritty with each position Um, We're probably going to cover, like, the big headlines on the live shows. But, um, yeah, guys, thank you so much. We will see you next time on the Falcoholic Live and the Dirty Birds and Brews podcast. Until then, have a great night, folks. Hey, friends. Are you struggling to attract and retain top talent? If you're worried about recruiting and retention, consider Insperity, a leading HR provider. They'll help you improve hiring and compensation practices so you can spend more time growing your business and less time on HR. Visit Insperity.com and download their free ebook on how to build your dream team. Don't let a lack of talent hinder your success. See how Insperity provides HR that makes a difference at Insperity.com. When it comes to teaching kids and teens about money, practice makes perfect. That's where Greenlight comes in. With a debit card and money app of their own, kids learn to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest. Parents send instant money transfers, create custom chores, and automate allowance while kids track their spending, set savings goals, and practice money skills they can use today and for life. Get one month free when you sign up at greenlight.com slash podcast.